0: to the podcast. You know who it is. It's Amaka. How am I doing? I'm tired, but I have to do what I have to do. I have to get this episode recorded, edited, and up for you guys in a timely fashion. It is Tuesday evening, two days prior to publishing that I'm recording. I just got home from an eight-hour shift at the clinic. Thankfully, it wasn't too busy. Saw a few patients, um, had some downtime, but still, you know, a little bit tired just from the day in general, but I knew that I would be recording tonight, so mentally prepared myself regardless of how tired I was. We were going to get this done, so we're getting it done. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend, whether you celebrated Memorial Day, whether you didn't, you know, however you spent your time, I hope it was enjoyable for you. As always, I'm sending love, light and strength to anyone listening who might be going through a difficult time right now. Just know that I'm thinking about you. And I'm sending you support. (sighs) Yeah sending you support anyone who's dealing with anything challenging right now because life can be tough life can be challenging but we still gotta do what we gotta do this episode is gonna be just me chatting and I will get back into all about love in the next episode for sure I kind of just wanted to chat with you guys, give you some updates, just give you some general things that have been on my mind, and we'll go from there. So, as far as my weekend, I actually went to Texas for a long weekend. After my work day on Thursday, I flew into Dallas. My mom picked me up and she took me to my aunt's house where I stayed with my cousins for the long weekend, and I came back yesterday my aunt and uncle are out of town. So before they left, my aunt asked me, (laughs) which I'm actually very happy that she feels comfortable enough to do this. She was like, we're going out of town. And I was wondering if you could come to Texas to stay with your cousins. (laughs) And I think Part of the reason why I was able to say yes is because she told me like at least a month, maybe six weeks ahead of time. So I was able to plan, you know, and carve out the days and go. And she was like, you don't have to, you know, say yes right away. Think about it. And I was like, "Okay, thanks. And I think like the next day I was like, "Okay, I'm coming. So I, like I said, came into to Dallas Thursday night, my mom picked me up and she took me to my aunt's house. So I stayed with my cousins. My aunt and uncle have four kids. The oldest is a girl, she's 14. And then they have a 10 year old son. And then they have seven year old twin boys. So it's it could be a little bit chaotic, a little bit crazy in the house, but it's all love, you know. Um, And they have a dog, too. Oh, my God. There's never a dull moment in that house. But all fun, all love. I took them to see The Little Mermaid on Saturday. My sister joined us, too. Really enjoyed the movie, particularly the second half. I felt like the first half or maybe the first third of the movie was a little slow, to be honest. I loved Hallie in it. Hallie was so perfect. I just... I could look at that girl's face all day. She's just so stunningly mesmerizing in terms of her beauty. And I was just like, you're just gorgeous. Like, I, ju- I could just look at you all day. And, you know, obviously the powerhouse of a voice that she has. She was just the complete package. And I was just so happy for her. I was happy that I was able to bring my cousins to see it my sister is a big Chloe and Halle fan so she's been waiting on the movie and you know it was just a family affair the cousins all went out to see the movie and my oldest cousin the 14 year old she's been to the movies before with me um, but she told me that that was the first time that my little cousins the boys had been to the movies and like I, I went all out for them we got like recliner seats we got um we saw the movie in like 3d and everything so I was really happy that I could give that like first experience to them because I definitely remember the first time I went to the movies it was to see Rush Hour 2 I think um which was years and years ago but I still remember that was the first movie that I saw in theaters I was maybe like 13 or something I don't remember. So I'm hoping, you know, they definitely said they enjoyed the movie. They were like, you know, very thankful for me taking them. So I'm hoping it's one of those memories that stays with them, you know, with them having a really good time. So, yeah. And then we went to Chick-fil-A for a late lunch. So it was a pretty good day on Saturday. Sunday was chill. Um, Sunday I focused on <laughs> Sunday in my mind was successful if I detangled and washed my hair, which I ended up doing, thankfully. And it's something that always takes a lot of mental preparation, because I have a lot of hair. I did the big chop in 2017. And I had pretty lengthy hair prior to that, but the ends were frayed. And it was just, I had length, but the health had been compromised. So I cut my hair in November 2017. If you listen back to the first episode in this podcast period, like my journey towards becoming a psych NP, I talk about how like that year in Philly and withdrawing was like, so traumatic for me. (laughs) You know, even though ultimately everything worked out. But when I was in the thick of it, I was going through so many emotions and then when things finally like stabilized, I felt like I needed to do something to kind of signify the fact that I was on the other side of everything and I had been toying with the idea of cutting my hair and I was like, you know what, this is as good a time as any. So I cut off all my hair, I did like a cute tapered cut slash big chop situation but my hair has since grown back even longer. And I checked, I stretched out my hair last weekend, and I was shocked. My hair is bra strap length now. And I could not believe it, because November this year will be six years that I have been, um, I've been natural pretty much since middle school. But I've never done a big chop. I've never done that. So It's been almost six years since I chopped it November 2017. And I stretched out my hair last weekend, and it was touching my bra. And I could not believe it. Like I would stretch my hair in the back, and it would, you know, hit the bra. And then I would stretch the hair in the front, and it would go past like my side boob. I was like, wow, I can't I never ever thought my hair would grow to be this long. But you know, Ultimately, what I learned is that black hair thrives with moisture, black hair thrives with low manipulation. And one thing I also don't do is I don't comb my hair or I, if I comb it, I use a white tooth comb. I don't detangle it slash brush it unless it's running, unless I'm in the shower and like I'm running water down my hair, because I just feel like the water helps with preventing like breakage or what would have broken won't break because the water is kind of um, providing a degree of slip. So yeah, I lived in many twists all throughout nursing school. I'm pretty sure that helped with length retention and low manipulation and protective styling. Like I lived in many twists in a nursing school, and then I would like, um, take out the twist and wear a twist out for a week or two. And then I would wash and retwist and start the process over again. And yeah, like, my hair has just flourished. So I'm really excited. I'm pretty much saying all that to say <laughs> that I tried a new hair product this week. And I tr- I tried a new hair care brand called For You by Tia that was um, put out earlier this year by Tia Mowry and I have never really bought into celebrity hair care lines honestly as far as hair care products go all I use are Trader Joe's shampoo Trader Joe's conditioner olive oil, coconut oil, and this might be controversial because I feel like this product has been canceled, but honestly, my hair loves it. I use the Cantu leave-in conditioner for when I twist my hair. My hair loves that conditioner, that leave-in conditioner for twist outs. And I have tried other products and it just doesn't give me the result that that Cantu leave-in does. So this just goes to show that everyone's hair is different because I have seen video after video of don't use Cantu and I'm pretty sure that they're not black owned. Even my aunt was like, oh, Cantu was canceled. and I'm like, auntie, like my hair loves that thing. So I still use it for twist outs. I haven't used it in a while because I haven't done a twist out um, or many twists in a while, but I'm going to get back to them and I'm probably going to use the product. (laughs) So, you know, everyone's hair care journey is different. So yeah, I use Trader Joe's shampoo conditioner, olive oil, coconut oil. And then when I'm doing twists, I use Cantu Leave-In Conditioner. That tub that you see um, at Walmart or Target, that's what I use. And I slather my hair in that cream while I'm doing the twist out. And then over the course of like 24 to 36 hours, my hair completely absorbs that cream. And then a week later, when I take out the twists the definition of my twist out lasts for at least a week and then it starts to get a little frizzy um so I usually carry the twist out for like seven to ten days and then around the three to four week mark I start the cycle over I haven't done it in a while but like with us moving in a couple of weeks I'm gonna have like a little bit more space and flexibility to be able to um reinstitute my twist outs again so I'm excited about that um yeah I went on a complete tangent. I'm so sorry. But yeah, I tried the For You by Tia hair care line this weekend and I've never used a professional or I've never used a celebrity hair care line before. When Tracy Ellis Ross came out with the pattern brand, I um felt good about it and I was like, oh, I will, you know, try it at some point. But the price point is a little bit higher. As far as other brands go, I have tried Whitney White Natural 85's Melanin Hair Care brand, which is good. My hair, as far as twisting cream goes, my hair definitely liked Cantu better than the Melanin Hair Care, even though it's probably better ingredients. I don't know. It's weird. Everyone's hair is different, but her line is really good, too. So I went to Walmart on Friday, I think. And they had Tia's brand there and it was relatively inexpensive. I think the shampoo was like 10 something for 16 ounces or what have you. I don't have it with me because I didn't want to check my luggage coming back. So I gave the products to my cousin who is also kind of on her own natural hair journey. But yeah, I bought the shampoo, the For You by Tia shampoo, bought the For You by Tia Uh, conditioner and the For You by Tia leaving curl cream. So I use those products and I was very, very pleased with my wash day process. Usually I'm like dreading it. And one thing though that I have done that has helped with my wash day is that I actually lather up my hair before I go into the shower. And that might sound a little bit like weird, But honestly, it is the best thing I have done to make my wash days less stressful and shorter too. So what I'll do is when I'm getting ready to wash my hair, I will like section it into maybe like seven or eight sections And then I will detangle it with my detangling brush, you know, having sprayed generous water on my hair, because oftentimes when I get to the point of needing to detangle and wash, my hair is pretty dry. So first things first, we spray generous water on the hair. We detangle into seven or eight sections and then... I, you know, continue to spray with water and detangle with the detangling brush. Sometimes I might add a little bit of oil or what have you, just to help with the slip. And then what I do after that is I put the, um, I'll either put the sections in big twists or I will like actually tie them with like the loose, like the soft hair ties. And then what I do after that is. I usually pre-cleanse with a bottle of three parts water and one part apple cider vinegar um, because I ever since I started doing that it's been several years. I don't know where I found this tip, um, and I'm not sure how many people actually know this, but like I pre-cleanse my scalp with apple cider apple cider vinegar spray, and like I'm like I massage it into my hair like. Sometimes I massage it, but I'll actually like put the nozzle on my scalp and put it in between the hair sections and spray. And then, you know, when I feel like it's dripping, I'll like start to massage. And then after I've done that on my whole head, I will spray my head and my hair with water again. And then I will actually um, squirt out the shampoo and lather up the shampoo and put it in my hair. And I usually kind of like start with the perimeter of my hair and then I will lather up the parts and then naturally the shampoo just gets all over my hair. And I just do that until I feel comfortable enough or like the scalp has been cleansed enough. And usually when I'm doing this, I'm like watching a Netflix movie or YouTube video. Like I've been able to make this process a little... A little less painful um, or mentally draining because now my attention is diverted to something that's enjoyable while I am pretty much washing my hair before I go into the shower. So, once I get to that point that my scalp and like the um, roots of my hair are fully lathered, then I'll go into the shower. And then, pretty much at that point, maybe 20 or 30 minutes, Later, I'm out the shower versus before where it would take a good hour, hour, 10 minutes in and out because I would do everything there. And once I get into the bathroom, I'm um, massaging my scalp and lathering like the rest of my head under the water. And then I do the conditioning. And at that point, while my hair is conditioning, I'm like, you know, normally bathing um, my body. And then I get to the point where I'm washing out the conditioner and I might detangle again a little bit with the brush, but because I've done pretty much all my detangling in the first step, I'm good to go. And then that's it. So I pretty much have nailed down this system to the point where I'm doing the least amount in the shower as possible. And the most arduous parts, I'm able to make them feel a little bit more enjoyable um, because like, I'm able to like watch TV or YouTube or Netflix or whatever. So having said all that, when I lathered up the For You By Tia shampoo, I couldn't believe how good it felt on my hair. I was like, the Trader Joe shampoo has never felt this good on my hair, although it gets the job done. But it just felt so luxurious on my hair. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to use this again. As far as the conditioner goes, I wish the conditioner was a little thicker. It has a little bit more of a watery consistency in my opinion, but it got the job done. And I also really liked the leaving curl cream that I used after my hair was washed. And, you know, I was trying to like replenish the moisture. So yeah, that, I guess that's my review of the For You by Tia brand and I will definitely be buying again if I don't buy the conditioner I'm definitely gonna buy the shampoo again and the curl the leaving curl cream again and I may even try like the gel product too but I was pleasantly surprised and I'm a fan and I'll definitely be buying again so yeah that was my weekend in a nutshell and like I said um I won't be including a book in this episode because I just kind of wanted to chat with you guys. I um, mentioned a couple episodes back that some changes will be coming to the podcast. And I'm very excited for when you know, the relaunch actually happens, which I am targeting a deadline of September 1st, which will be two years from when the first episode of this podcast launched. I'm Not quite remembering how much detail I provided in the episode where I first mentioned this, but I am comfortable enough at this point to share that I will be relaunching the podcast with a new name and I will be relaunching the podcast with a new thumbnail along with new intro and outro music. I am also toying with the idea of adding like melodies in between segments. So it's easier to know when I've moved on to a new segment in the podcast. And I'm toying with the idea of video as well. Not quite sure yet. I'm leaning towards yes, but I haven't completely made the decision yet. Why am I saying all this now, even though the relaunch is scheduled for September? Um, because I'm just trying to think as a listener would I appreciate you know the heads up as far in advance as possible and the answer for me is yes as a listener you may be less concerned or may not really care about it but for those who you know really appreciate kind of knowing that changes are coming over a period of time and don't like to be surprised or don't like to be blindsided I kind of see myself in that category and you know I felt like it would have been um, I felt like it would be a disservice to kind of like you know launch with no warning or relaunch with no warning so these are my plans like I said a new name is gonna be accompanying the relaunch and folks might be wondering well why would you change the name of the podcast I knew When I named this podcast, the Bibliotherapy for Black Women podcast, I named it that name knowing it wouldn't be that name forever. Ultimately, I just did not want to be stuck or paralyzed by decision making when it came to different parts of the podcast. I just wanted a name that was to the point and you kind of had an idea of what to expect And you knew who the podcast was for. So the title as it is currently served that purpose. But I created the name knowing it'll get to a point where I will ask God to tell me when I should like change it or you know when I would start to feel strongly that it's time to transition to a new name. And with the Second anniversary coming up of the podcast, I started to feel it really strongly. So, a couple of months ago at this point, I was like starting to like talk about it, pray about it, write about it. And I was like, God, like I'm feeling strongly that it's time to change this name, and I need you to tell me what the name will be. So, I actually figured out the name not long after and I'm gonna relaunch the podcast with the new name at the top of September. I'm gonna put out a new trailer on August 15th or around that date and there's gonna be a lot of new things coming with that like I said so I would definitely keep you guys updated, keep reminding you guys um, so you know what to look out for when the relaunch happens. And I'm very excited. I'm going to be working through the summer to get all the nuts and bolts together, you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, and making sure that the transition is seamless. The content is going to be the same, if not better. Like, I really want to put 110% More than I have already been putting into this podcast moving forward because it has become such a huge part of my life and it's starting to get a little bit of attention. And I think I have kind of fallen into a little bit of a degree of comfort with the podcast. And I feel like I need to start pushing myself a little bit more. Um, And I know that's going to come with more responsibility, which I feel like I've been pushing back a little bit on because my process with creating this podcast has become so easy. And now with the little bit of attention that it's getting and the work that it'll take to take it to the next level, I'm going to have to push myself out of the comfort zone that I've created with this podcast. And I've sat with it for a while and I'm ready to, you know, to go that extra mile for it. And for you guys, because we're still a relatively small community, but I really appreciate the support from the beginning of those who have listened and everyone who's still finding it and to the people who will continue to find it. I really appreciate it. And I want to give you guys my best every single episode, Um, which I do, but I feel like I could do more. So that's kind of where I am. And I hope that you will stick with the podcast with me through the transitions. And I promise I'm gonna give everything I can to you guys the best content, you know, on topics that interest me and interest you. And if there's anything that you want me to talk about, Um, that I haven't yet email me email me and let me know I'd be more than happy to entertain the idea and create a segment around it so that's it for that stay tuned for the changes that will be coming in early fall and as far as some things that I've been thinking about recently I think I'll just kind of touch on this quickly and then end the episode here I've been thinking about what has ultimately kind of categorized itself in my mind as good anxiety versus bad anxiety and I've been like wrestling mentally with what that means and what I've ultimately come to understand it as is good anxiety is anxiety that prevents you from making the wrong decision whereas bad anxiety is anxiety that prevents you from making any decision. And as far as good anxiety goes for me, one component of it that I have come to really rely on is sleeping. As silly as that may sound, I know It's pretty common to hear if you're, you know, thinking about something or contemplating a decision, or, you know, kind of deliberating on a request that somebody has asked you of, you might say, I'll sleep on it. And when I was younger, I didn't really understand why people would say that. But now, I really am a believer when it comes to not making any decisions until you have had at least one night of sleep, as far as major decisions go, you know, and I'll give you a recent example for me. So I've talked about how my husband and I are transitioning to the Midwest next month. And with that comes, you know, figuring out what I'm going to do as far as employment within my field of mental health as a psych NP so, as of right now, I'm working two part time jobs, which I've talked about. And one of the jobs is remote. So, thankfully, it will transition with me. The other job is in person. So, the plan is to leave that job. And I, you know, went on Indeed and went on some job websites and started to kind of put some applications out there. And there was actually a practice, a New York based practice that reached out to me and wanted to have an interview with me. So we scheduled the interview for the following week. And I spoke to one of the owners of the practice. You know, it was kind of like a pretty comfortable conversation. I could tell that they really liked me. They wanted to bring me on board. I was like, okay, okay. You know, I was initially feeling pretty okay about it. I thought, okay, this is going to work out. They said they were going to send me the contract that night. Um, So I was like, okay, no problem. I'll read through it. So I thought that I would move forward with the practice. And the next day I woke up and I had a very tangible feeling of anxiety around the prospect of joining that practice. And it came out of nowhere, I would say. Like, I felt okay the day before. The day of the interview, after talking with the owner, I felt fine. I was like, okay, this will work out. And then I slept and woke up the next day, and anytime I thought about the prospect of joining the practice, I would get anxious. And I'm not an anxious person. Like, on on a typical day, I'm not anxious. But anytime I would think about it that day, in the morning particularly, I would get anxious The anxiety kind of dissipated as the day went on. And then the next day, two days after the interview, I woke up again and the anxiety was still there. At this point now, the practice had sent me the contract. So it was just kind of waiting in my inbox and the owner had already emailed me saying, hey, just following up. The practice sent you the contract. Let me know if you have any questions. And... By the end of that second day, post-interview, when I had had two consecutive mornings of feeling anxiety around joining this practice, I emailed the owner and said, I'm very sorry, but after taking some time to think about it, ultimately, I think I will be making a different decision when it comes to the transitioning out to the Midwest and joining their practice. Because one thing that they allowed was that I could work remote. But despite that being a provision, I ended up feeling like it wasn't the right fit. So I sent that email and this was a month ago now. I haven't heard back. So I don't know if that's convert. I don't know if the silence is confirmation that I made the right decision, but I haven't had that anxiety since I haven't felt like I've missed out. I haven't felt like I made the wrong decision and I don't know, maybe I'm expecting too much, but As someone who just interviewed someone and really showed like a likeness for them and almost joined your practice, if I was that owner, I would have at least replied and said, sad to hear, I understand, perhaps our paths will cross in the future, wishing you the best of luck, something like that. I just feel like if I was the owner, I would have responded to that potential applicant who you almost brought on board to your practice, but things did not go that way. And since I sent that email saying I would ultimately not be joining, I haven't heard anything. So like I said, maybe I'm expecting too much. I don't know. I just feel like I would have handled it a little bit differently if it was just me. But I've chosen to take it as confirmation that I made the right decision. And since then, I've been privy to some opportunities that will be better that will be a better fit for me as I'm transitioning to Chicago. So as far as good anxiety versus bad anxiety, in that case for me, that was definitely good anxiety. That was trying to, you know, I would, I would characterize it as my intuition or God trying to tell me like, this is not a good fit for you. And another reason why I think I ultimately did not take that job was I think I was pursuing it from a place of fear. Because since I'm working two part time jobs, I am accustomed to a certain amount of income every month right now. And with the process of obtaining licensure as an NP in, in Illinois, it's going to take some time. So I was trying not to have too long of a time where I would have to like manage a smaller income. And I think I was entertaining joining this practice out of fear that um, I would be, you know, low on money or finances would be tight. And I was like, I don't want to make any decision like this based on fear. You know, I want to make the right decision for me, knowing that. It is not fear based, you know, it's from a place of feeling empowered and feeling like this is the right decision for me, you know, and like gaining confirmation from that. So that was another reason why I was just like, I don't think this is the right decision on top of the anxiety that I had two days in a row when I thought about this, you know, and then sending that email and not hearing back. I was like, I think I made the right decision for myself. So good anxiety is what I would characterize this situation in terms of the role that it played for me because it prevented me from making ultimately the wrong decision for myself that I believe it was versus bad anxiety, which will just prevent you from making no decision at all. You know, you might have good options in front of you, but you are paralyzed from being able to move forward with one thing or the other. You know, for one fear or another that's is holding you back. You know, it's not a good type of fear that is trying to hold you or it's it's not a good type of fear that is trying to prevent hurt or danger. It's like that type of irrational fear or anxiety that's just kind of crippling, you know, and is not allowing you to move forward. So, you know, that was just on my mind and I wanted to share it. I hope it made sense because sometimes anxiety gets a bad rap, but I feel like fear slash anxiety has a role to play. And we just have to know what type of fear slash anxiety is being employed in that moment. And then when we do, I feel like we'll have a better framework from where to know how to move forward so that's it for this episode thank you guys as always for listening and we will definitely jump back into all about love at the next episode in the next episode I also want to let you guys know that my mid-year break is coming up which is you know happening at a pretty appropriate time since we are moving so june 15th will be my last episode um for a month so there won't be a july 1st episode but there will be a july 15th episode and then we will go straight through until the holidays so I took this break last year as well. That was around the time where I went to Maryland and I stayed at the tiny home and I went to Philly. Um, so that was a good time. And I'm doing it again because, you know, this podcast is my baby and I love it. But, you know, you need to take breaks. You need to recharge. You need to kind of recenter and reflect and recalibrate and as much as, as it's been such an integral part of my life these last almost two years it is just that it's a part of my life so it's this break is coming at a time where I kind of need to shift focus on other things just temporarily and then refocus so just saying again June 15th is going to be the last episode for the first half of the year I'm going to take a break July 1st, there will be no new episode, um, but we will hit the ground running again with a new episode on July 15th and then go through to the holidays. So love you guys so much. Thank you, as always, for your support. Reach out to me via Instagram at my handles in the description or email me at btbwpodcast.gmail.com. Please rate, please review if this episode or any other episodes have positively impacted you. Please share, please recommend to folks who you believe will, you know, appreciate this episode or the podcast in general. And thank you as always. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you all. Thank you. Bye.